Hafaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. Having a little difficulty here with my microphone. Thanks for being patient with me. My name's Sherrod Baldwin. I'm the host of Live Till 5. It's Friday, August 31st, 3.05 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5, our live local talk and variety program. Hoping to entertain you a little bit, edify you, build you up in your Christian walk, educate you, maybe inform you about things that are happening here in the community or around the region. And we just want to give you a nice alternative on a Friday afternoon as you're driving about, maybe picking up the kids in car line, half a day to you, some of you sitting out there, waiting to make that left-hand turn. Or right-hand turn, for those that need to make a right-hand turn. Glad you could be listening today, kids. Glad you had a great week. Parents, it gets better. So hang in there. Maybe you're on your way to work or on your way home from work. Half a day to you as well. Those listening in their cars on 88.1 FM. Those listening at their desks. You can listen to Live Till 5 on khmg.org. khmg.org, that's our website for this radio station. And you can just click into the click to the Listen Live button and listen to a beautiful stream of our radio broadcast. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio. Go figure. You can also download different apps to your phone, your tablet, etc. You can listen through all of those different venues, and you can find those on our website, khmg.org. Also, let us know you're listening. Either, either leave us an email through our website, khmg.org, or go to our Facebook Harvest Family Radio Guam, and then follow us there. And then you'll get updates every time we upload a podcast or we send out a link to something. It's a great way for you to stay in touch with what's happening here and a great way for you to also send us messages. We love to get private messages from those that are Facebook friends of Harvest Family Radio. We're also on Instagram and Twitter as well. So a lot of ways for you to stay in touch with us and the good old-fashioned way of just turning on the radio when you get in the car and listening as you drive about, that's probably the preferred way. So we are glad you're with us today. It's going to be a fun day today. Today's topic, I'm going to be talking about the men and women in blue, our police officers. This is going to be a positive, uplifting commentary today on the police officers and going to be praying for our police officers here in the Guam Police Department. Got many friends who have served in law enforcement, some here on Guam. And uh, they are public servants in the truest sense of the word and want to just highlight and uh, give, a, give a positive, I don't know, some positive information about our police officers, our law enforcement officers, even correction officers fit into that group. We're going to talk about that a little bit as well. So glad to have you with us today. A few things happening. I get this fax from uh, Ambassador Advertising. It's a Christian advertising company that sends stuff to different media outlets. And this week, for example, on the 27th, that was Tug of War Day. Um, it was also National Banana Lovers Day and Just Because Day. Uh, Tuesday the 28th was Radio Commercials Day. First radio commercial was on the air August 28th, 1922. And they charged $50 for that. Uh, let's see here. 
the 29th, Wednesday, uh, was the, it's the date that Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his famous address, I Have a Dream, to 250,000 people in the Lincoln Memorial area there in Washington, D.C. Yesterday, the 30th, was International Slinky Day, 1943. Richard James was working on creating a meter monitor for naval ships when he knocked his prototype onto the floor. To his surprise, the spring began to walk. That was meant to be coiled. Uh, a coiled monitor for battleships accidentally became the Christmas toy sensation of 1945. And then today is National College Colors Day. The last Friday before Labor Day was deemed College Color Days in 2004. So if you're an alumni of a certain school, you wear your College Color Days on this Friday, August 30th, 31st. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, coming up in about a week and a half, Grandparents Day on the 9th. Do you know 66% of grandparents have never celebrated Grandparents Day? Uh, let's see here. Some other things as well. This month, Children's Eye Health and Safety uh, vision and learning for children, meals month, food, foot health, not food health, foot health, kiwi fruit month, ready for kindergarten month, happiness happens, medic alert, motorsports awareness, mushroom, and national back to school month, of course, which we're celebrating regularly here. A couple of things besides what I already listed happening this week. It was be kind to humankind week ending today, so you don't have to be kind tomorrow. World Water Week ends today. Minimally Invasive Surgery Week ends tomorrow. Chuck Wagon Races ends on Sunday. I need to look that up. Chuck Wagon Races. That Chuck Wagon was one of those Conestoga wagons they would, or, or a covered wagon they would use in the Wild West, I guess, on cattle drives and things. And National Sweet Corn Week ends on Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. And then today... Being the 31st, let's, let's look at the last two or three days in review here just so we kind of can ramp up to today what has been happening these last few days. The 29th, two days ago, was Chop Suey Day, a day against nuclear tests, Lemon Juice Day, Marine Corps Reserve Birthday, Less Salt Day, and Radio Commercials Day, as I mentioned already. Yesterday was Frankenstein Day, Whale Shark Day. Grief Awareness, Holistic Pet Day, and Toasted Marshmallow Day. And then today is Eat Outside Day, Overdose Awareness Day, Love Litigating Lawyers Day, uh, National College Colors Day, as I mentioned. Uh, let's see here. Matchmakers Day is today, and Trail Mix Day, and Daffodil Day. All those days are happening right now. And then that list, of course, was provided to us by none other than Bob the Librarian slash Registrar. Thank you, Bob. He also provides me every week kind of a throwback Thursday, but since it's Friday, it's Thursday in the States when I get it, etc. So these things all happened this day, yesterday, so the 30th, but we kind of just say this week. 1781, the Yorktown Campaign of the Revolutionary War started. 1806, Lewis and Clark refused to meet the Lakota leaders, uh, Chief Black Buffalo. Uh, let's see here. 1861, day two of the Second Battle of Bull Run in the Civil War. Uh, let's see. 1869, John Wesley Powell exploring the Colorado River and the Grand Canyon reaches the mouth of the Virgin River 
on the Arizona-Nevada border. Uh, August 30th also, 1939, Isoroku Yamamoto was promoted to the rank of Admiral and appointed Commander-in-Chief of the Japanese Combined Fleet. 1965, Kip Kino ran the mile in under four minutes in London. Kino broke the four-minute barrier with a 354.2, clocking the best mile ever run on British soil and the best mile ever run by an African. 1967, Thurgood Marshall is confirmed as the first African-American U.S. Supreme Court Justice. 1983, uh, Guion Bluford Jr. became the first African-American in space. And 2001, the Andre Agassi College Preparatory Academy, a charter school, opened in Agassi's hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada. Agassi was named one of the most caring athletes in 1996 by USA Today and by USA Weekend 2001 for his charitable work. So there you go. All that stuff has been happening. It's really great. We're going to take a short break for Harvest Highlights. We're going to get to hear a little bit about what's happening here at Harvest. So this short break, then we'll be back with more Live Till 5. It is episode 279 on this Friday, August 31st. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. More Live Till 5 after this short break. With a little more live till five, I'm your host Jared Baldwin. It's 3:18 p.m. Of course, on Friday, August 31st, here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays noon to two. May, may I suggest Saturdays noon to two, Sunday nights seven to nine p.m. Catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety here on KHMG 88.1 FM. You might not be able to listen to two straight hours of radio. You might just be running errands, picking up your kids, running to the store, heading home from work, just catching a little bit of radio here and there. Don't worry. Tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound. Or, or, here's another suggestion, if I may. Go to khmg.org and download the podcast of this show. And while you're at it, take a look at all the other fine podcasts that we have there. Things that we produce right here at the KHMG Studios. Love to have you downloading those resources. There's so much available on our website. You just got to check it out. We have a library of hundreds, maybe thousands now of messages, sermons, and uh, they're all listed by, you you can index them by speaker, you can search them. They've been indexed. You can search them by speaker, by topic, by Bible passage. And it'd really be great for you to have some of those resources downloaded to your phone or your, your iPod. So you can listen to those at your convenience, along with all the podcasts that we create here, different programs of broadcasts here. And of course, Live Till 5 is one of those. Just look for episode 279 if you're looking for this one. And uh, you'll have that. At your fingertips. Now, I have in front of me a little book provided to me by 
one of our regular listeners from way back in the day, one of our original listeners, Helen Middlebrook, thank you for giving me the book, Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake. Now to the listening audience out there in the cosmos, I'm almost to the end of this book. So if you have any other suggestions or you have any other books that would have some interesting short stories that I could continue in a series, I'm game. You can deliver them to me. Drop them off at the radio station. Give them to me. If you see me out and about, swing by church and give them to me. But if you have a book, something that has a series of short things that I can share with people, particularly interesting but trivial things, I'm interested in looking at it. I can't promise I'll use it, but I'm willing. I can promise I'll at least consider it. Uh, I appreciate when I get listener-generated content. So this is Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz Jones. And today I want to talk about two inventions, or they're not even all inventions. They're things discovered by mistake. For example, this one, how much would you weigh if you lived on the moon? How much would your best friend weigh on the planet Jupiter? Weight is determined by how much gravity there is. Gravity, the dictionary says, is a force that draws objects together. For example, the attraction of things towards the Earth When you drop a quarter, it goes down, pulled towards the center of the earth. When a paratrooper jumps from an airplane, he or she falls, pulled towards the center of the earth by gravity. In 1666, Sir Isaac Newton was sitting in the family garden watching the crescent moon when an apple fell from a nearby tree. Why? Newton asked himself. He theorized that the force that pulls apples to the earth is the same force that keeps the moon in its orbit by constantly pulling it towards the earth. This was a new theory. Scholars had always believed that earthly things and heavenly things beyond uh, obeyed different sets of laws, especially where motion was concerned. Sir Isaac Newton was brilliant. He was a mathematical genius who developed a new method of calculus, which he called fluxions, F-L-U-X-I-O-N-S. Never read that word before. I digress. He developed the laws of motion as well as the theory on light and color. He invented the reflecting telescope. Sir Isaac Newton had studied earlier men's works on the Earth's forces, and in 1684, he proved his gravitational theory. But it was by the accident of an apple's falling that aroused questions in Newton's mind. Very interesting. Here's a flabbergasting fact. The gravity Sir Isaac Newton identified is what determines how much something weighs. If a person weighs on Earth about 100 pounds, gravity is pulling that person's body towards the center of the earth with 100 pounds of force. Each planet has different gravity force. A person who weighs 100 pounds on earth would weigh 16 pounds on the moon, 38 pounds on the planet Mercury, 265 pounds on Jupiter, 39 pounds on Mars, 25 pounds out in space, 4,000 miles from earth, and one pound out in space, 36,000 miles from the earth. Very interesting. Here you go. The other one, discovered by mistake. Then we'll take a short break, and then all the fellas will be here. It'll be awesome. Museums have no photographs of Christopher Columbus, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, or Thomas Jefferson. Why is that? Well, photography had not been invented yet when those men were alive. No one really invented photography. In about 330 B.C., Aristotle, an ancient Greek philosopher, discovered that light passing through a small hole in the wall of a room formed an upside-down image of an object or scene on the wall opposite the hole. In the late 1500s AD, the first camera obscura was made. It was a box 
with a tiny hole that emitted light. On the opposite side of the box, the light formed an upside-down image of the scene outside the box. Artists used the camera obscura to outline a scene projected onto the piece of paper. Then the artist colored the sketch and had a finished picture. Various people improved the camera obscura, adding a lens, making the box smaller. Then scientists discovered the chemicals could be used. In the camera obscura, exposure to light would produce an image in the chemicals. In 1835, Louis J.M. Daguerre, Daguerre, a Frenchman, was attempting to make fixed images using a camera obscura when he had an accidental breakthrough. Daguerre had been using plates of silver-plated copper, exposing them to iodine vapor. This produced a thin layer of iodized silver on the surface of the plate. He then exposed these plates to the camera obscura, essentially taking a picture. Film had not been invented yet, so the image was supposed to appear right on the plate. But the results were very faint images. Daguerre tried many methods to make this stronger image, but nothing worked. So he put the plates away in the cupboard, planning to clean them and use them again later. After several days, Daguerre went back to the cupboard to get the plates. To his surprise, there was a clear image on the surface of each plate. Daguerre realized that one of the chemicals stored in the cupboard must have made the image stronger. To find out which chemical had worked, he put another exposed plate in the cabinet every day and removed one of the chemicals. But when he had removed all the chemicals, the strong image remained. Daguerre then examined the cupboard itself. He found that a few drops of mercury had spilled on one of the shelves. It was the vapor from the mercury that had made the image stronger. Daguerre named his discovery the Daguerreotype. Daguerreotype. It was the first real picture fixed on a metal plate. Improved methods were quickly discovered by other people, but Daguerre's discovery was the beginning of today's photographic industry. Fascinating. I love trivial things like that. I mean, you don't even think about that anymore. How those things have changed our lives so much. Hey, it's 3.26 p.m. on this Friday, August 31st. Episode 279 of Live Till 5. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Sebastian, Lawrence, Chris, and hopefully some delectable treats from the hub. Stick around more live till five after this short break. A little more live till 5. It's 3.31 p.m. here on this Friday, August 31st. Glad to have you with us. Joined in studio now. All the usual suspects. Sebastian, Chris, and Lawrence. And I know that's what you've all been waiting for. You've been just kind of biding your time, waiting for the fellas to show up so we could get the real part of the show started. All the rest, many of you think, was just the worthless parsley on the plate. And now... The main entree, the hot dog, the sauerkraut, and the beefy five-layer burrito are all on the plate. And that's where we're at now, folks. So it's that part of the show. Sebastian, how are you doing? Great. That is quite the I was just meal. trying to think of which one is which. I probably shouldn't have <laughs> identified necessarily uh, 
beefy five layer burrito because I don't know which one of you guys would be sauerkraut and hot dog, but it's I, your choice. I'll take up, sauerkraut. Okay, I grew right. up hating it, but I think for some reason, like the German in me, wants, yeah, wants, yeah, wants that's it. good. The German in you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, you could be, and yeah, Lawrence could be the beefy five layer burrito. <laughs> that totally fits this illustration. So, did it just start raining really hard outside, or is the window just really dirty? I think are both. <laughs> well, I see children <laughs> running for their lives on yes. the field, it, so I'm, does I it, believe is it's it, raining. Is that rain? <laughs> mm, I think so. No, it I'm looks kind of foggy I mean, almost. But oh well. Sorry, uh, listeners, just stand by. We're doing a real world weather report. Yes, it is definitely rainy outside. We've just confirmed that is precipitation falling from the sky. Unless you're listening to the rebroadcast, then we don't know what Which it's doing. Then it is, you know, this is the Friday live broadcast. And so those that listen to the live broadcast get that extra special benefit of being able to live the show with us. It's like Live Till 5 Premium. It is. It is. It's for our premium listening audience. Those, uh, now, the Saturday and Sunday, it's still worthwhile. And the podcast, of course, is worth listening Standard to. Download edition. it. Yeah. Listen to it over and over and over again until you have it memorized. And then you can tell it to your children for bedtime stories. Most of it. I think that's a great idea. So, uh, Lawrence, how are you doing? You look, um, you look busy. You look busy. Pretty good. Yeah, just just reading some Twitter before I uh, well, that's good. Got in the air, yeah. Yeah, how's your life been lately? Um, overall, good. Yeah. Um, a little different at home um, since this show last week. Yeah, you've had a sister that surprised everyone and came to. Guam. She did. She did. I was the only one that knew about it. Yeah. Um, and so I picked. Good her job up and on keeping the secrets. Yeah. Because you know they say loose lips sink ships. Yep. And you, my friend, do not have loose lips. Not when it came to that. That's and, good. And, and That's I try, you know, in yeah. general not to have that. But uh, so, yeah, that was successful. And then the unless following you're a, morning. Unless you're a trombone player, then it's actually a good yeah, thing. Or a trumpet or <laughs> yeah. a tuba player for tuba? sure. Yeah. No yeah, question. Um, the next morning, uh, uh, a little baby was born uh, that we are adopting. Yeah. And so that's been a, a pretty big game changer this week. Uh, honestly, she eats and sleeps Better than I heard in stories. Yes. Um, in other words, usually it's, well, they don't eat a lot, or, well, you're up three to four times a night. Well, last night she got up one time. Yeah. Uh, between 11 and and 8.30. She was up one time at four. Wow. So, yeah, I, you know, or I, maybe that I shouldn't say those things like, well, you should get her up and feed her more. I don't know, <laughs> uh, you know, all the all the ins and outs here. No. You'll get all the free but, advice you want. Yes. Oh, yes. Will. And Especially, more. Want. And yeah. more. Now that we Books outed worth. you on the radio show, I mean, you're, all advice is welcome. Matter of fact, yeah. here's we don't mind. email address. We don't mind. It's our first <laughs> child, so it's not like I know any different. Um, no, you're an expert. But, yeah, exactly. I have been able to, uh, for about 10 years, watch uh, a lot of children be raised now granted that first week a lot's going on at home uh, i yeah. wasn't at a whole lot of people's homes in the middle of the night thankfully yes right and so there there's a few <laughs> things are there just complete trial and error yep as you figure things yes. out yep. but um but so far it's it's really fun i was texting a previous employee here that who has since moved to the states and i said weirdly i don't mind getting up and, and feeding her you like mm-hmm. it's it's actually kind of fun um, the next day is pretty terrible. Yeah, right. But that moment, uh, or I guess that 
or like ten o'clock deacons meetings the next night after <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. drowsy. Yes, uh, yeah, but in the middle of it, you know, you're kind of happy. You're just like, all right, I'm I'm soothing someone's needs and wants here. You know, that's nice. It's nice to be needed. Uh, that's also good. Uh, those are all things that kind of come unexpectedly, and you're like. This is good. You know, I like this whole thing. Yeah. So Lindsay's doing great. She's actually, uh, she sent a picture of her being held by my grandma, being soothed, hopefully, right now by my grandmother of 91. Nice. Uh, So that's fun to see. Um, And and, uh, so all in all, a great week. Uh, My sister's here a few more days with her little six-month-old, and she's a blast. And so uh, really, it was a fun time here at the end of the month. That's great. That's great. I bet your folks are just... Really enjoying it too. Yeah, my mom's really not sure what to do. We went from zero to two uh, in in the matter of like twelve hours, and so yeah, my mom's heart almost couldn't take it, but she's she's come through. That's great. She's at a pretty good place right now. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm we're very happy for you. And uh, hey, you know some babies are just easy like that. Yeah. Some you know some are more challenging, but you I think you just end up getting the grace at the time you need it too. The nice thing is you don't really know any different. Right. Uh, you just kind of do the Nothing next thing. Nothing to compare it to. You just honestly. do the next thing. Yeah, it's right. like, oh, she's awake and crying. Well, that means she has a diaper, she ha- she needs to burp, yep. or, or she needs to eat. Well, and I mean, you're not going to say, you know what, tonight, I'm just not going to get up. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't work that she's way. Not Sebastian's going to that option. This. Yeah. She's not going to give you that option. <laughs> no, I'll tell you that. You might be laying in bed. Right. But you are not asleep. No, no. You do get good at doing like two things at once sometimes, like yeah. burping the baby and checking your Facebook yep. or, you know, walking around. And yeah, you y- got you get good at one-handed chores. Yes. That, yes that's, that's what right. I've found in, right. the, in the last six days. That's right. Well, cool. Well, we're very happy for you, and the listening audience, I'm sure, is uh, just yeah, over thanks. the moon about it. Over the moon, I'm sure. Over the moon about <laughs> it. Seriously. Sure. That's great. Now, Sebastian, you guys have a baby coming here pretty soon. How yeah. many more days? Oh, uh, we got about three weeks exactly. Wow! Until the due date. So wow. Jessica's, yeah, yeah. But you're you're kind of in the green zone of of like at any time. You yeah. just got to have yeah, a go yeah. bag. Do you have that packed already? Uh, oh, Your this go weekend. bag. Yes, <laughs> All that's right. right. Uh, but yeah, I'm learning a lot about babies. And yeah. When you they, guys had an appointment what, this yeah, week? Yeah, we right? had one. And that's where I learned about when they can open their eyes. And oh yeah, let's uh, let's rehearse <laughs> that real quick for a listening wait, audience. Wait, wait, what? So, I didn't go uh, to a single Sebastian. Mind you, when you adopt, you don't go to a single class. That's now, true. Half the battle is the birth. I get it. Yeah, we didn't do that. But as far as we took it home from the hospital the next day. Yeah. I, I, the, I, I, the fact that you still call her an it, I mean, you know, even that, yeah, she, you know, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're new well, at this. I'm that desensitized. We took it home. Yes. <laughs> we took it home. Yeah. yeah. At so, that moment, that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, sure. huh. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's, it's a definite it, a she. It sinks um, in on you later on. But, I mean, it, it, there's a there's a ramp up period for sure. So now, Sebastian, your appointment, yeah. uh, why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit about this interchange about the eyes opening? Because, um, <laughs> I don't think I could tell it as well as you can. So, well, I was just sitting down and I noticed, you know, you're sitting there in the waiting room and lots of people like are waiting. And uh, one one of these ladies walked by with the baby and it was it's, he he or she seemed like like a newborn, you know, and eyes are closed. And I'm like, you know what? How long does it take for the babies to open their eyes? Like, does it take? It's like two weeks, right? <laughs> like a like a raccoon. <laughs> I, asked, I asked Jessica, and I was like, Saint Bernard's. It's like oh, it's like yeah. two weeks, right, until they can open their eyes, right? <laughs> She's like, no, they can 
open their eyes no, it's the day immediate. they're born. It's, yes. it's pretty immediate. So, yes. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> well, you learn something. Now you'll, you'll know it for, for subsequent children, at least. So. If, you, if you hold them on by both ankles upside down, they're actually a little bit comfortable. That's the possum in them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Great. you know, Great. that'll yeah. soothe them yeah. really well. Wow. Oh, in the boy. middle of the night. Don't tell me false information. Chris has... Chris <laughs> has... Uh, stay with me. Chris has a quiver full. And um, uh, Chris, when you... A variable quiver. Did you, uh, when your first one came along, were you? Did you feel pretty comfortable, confident, or because you had a lot of kids in your home, of course, uh, growing up with all the foster children and stuff? Yeah. Or was it uh, quite a learning curve for you? No, I was a little different because there was never a time my entire growing up years where we did not have a baby in the house. I mean, I'm talking my entire life we had a baby in the house because my foster my parents were foster parents for 44 years so that was the for many years before i was born and for For a number of years after and so um so i was always comfortable with babies and i had actually got up in the middle of the night with babies fed babies because your parents specialized in babies that had medical needs Right. right and so always up in the middle of the night giving breathing treatments giving medicines doing things so so I didn't feel nervous, but um, that's a little bit unusual. Yeah, that's slightly yeah. unusual. So, but my wife actually, you know, she the, she had there was things that she was learning, you know, that I had to tell her along the way, like because um, she had never been around babies mm-hmm. at all. So um, you think mothers have it all figured out the moment Mm-mm. the baby comes, and that's not really true either. Especially, it's just experience if you've been yeah. around babies a lot. Yeah, uh, you get it, but um, yeah, not everyone does. And of course, they have certain just instincts that yep. um, a mother would would have immediately too. But yeah, so there was some adjustment. Yep. So were you the kind of uh, father of newborn Chris that you could hear the baby crying and you would hop right up, or did you were you were you the one that tunes it out and your wife was on duty, or did you guys share that responsibility? Okay, it depended on if. Uh, my wife would usually get up to feed them. So um, that was what would happen there. But if the if Elizabeth, my oldest, would, like, cry for a really long time, then I would be on the rocking duty and Got stuff. It. So it de- it depended on what the, what the, the cry was The need for. was at the time, yeah. yeah. And you can so. kind of tell after a while what kind of cry it is. You know, are they yeah. upset? Does that sound like a wet diaper cry or a hungry cry? Yeah. Yeah, and it changes from child <laughs> to child as well. You'd be surprised by how the fourth or fifth one, you don't get up quite as fast as the uh, yeah, first one. <laughs> And they learn pretty quickly to stop crying yeah. as hard. Yeah. Well, they go, look, okay. you're just, they're not coming. You're just exhausted by that time, too. It's... You say things like, look, they ain't going to die, all right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, sure. We brought you this far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a little different as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. We're with the whole bottle feeding thing, um, I'm sort of at the disadvantage of, hey, you, you have to do all the feeding. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I do the I do some of those um, yeah. in the middle of the night. Well, she not hears everyone quicker, is good though. about it. Some people are so groggy when they get woke up in the middle of the night. And, and it has to do with like your own mitochondria or whatever. Like some people just cannot wake up as quickly as other people. Some people, it's a, it's a gargantuan feat yes. to get them to get up and be alert. Where other people, yeah. I'm awake, I'm up, 
you know, and they can yeah. just go right after it. But right. I will say the the uh, diaper changing. Uh, I actually think I've changed more than my wife mm-hmm. in the first week. I won't say that'll stay that way, but yeah. I'm doing my fair share there. Sure. Well, I about that. We made a deal um, with Kayla. I just said, "Hey, why don't you take care of all the girls, and I'll take care of all the Ooh, boys?" That backfired. Hoping I was gambling at the time. <laughs> it was it was a fool's fool's gamble because um, I lost. We had two boys, and Hobson's yeah. uh, choice. Yes, it was a it was yeah. a it was a fool's bargain. I think oh, is what okay. you call that. Yeah. I think it's a right. it was a fool's bargain there. Gotcha. So yeah, it was it was not a. Uh, Faustian bargain. For okay. this. Yeah, it was Good. a fool's bargain. So, so yeah, it's time though. Yeah. So, you know, diaper changes stuff. A lot of our listening audience, they they've either they're at that stage or they've been at that stage, and yep. uh, it's a lot of fun. So, okay. So today, let's let's segue here. We um, it's not a good segue to say let's segue though. Take two. You know what? Today we're going to talk about. The police, law enforcement, corrections officers, et cetera, et cetera. That's my theme today. I was reading the paper, and I was reading about actually a DUI checkpoint that's coming up. Not that I have anything to worry about there. But it made me very grateful for our men and women in blue here on Guam that they do DUI checkpoints. So Guam to police departments, highway patrol divisions conducting DUI sobriety checkpoints Sunday, September 2nd from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, on Monday, September 3rd. And then they list where the different checkpoints are. And basically, they give you a heads up so motorists know where traffic might get slowed down there at night and things like that. But made me very grateful for our, our men and women in law enforcement because by doing these DUI checkpoints, you would assume that that also decreases the amount of people that have been driving under the influence. And I was thinking, why not just feature some positive stats and information about men and women in law enforcement. So that's going to be the theme today. And subsequently, Sebastian, you're going to do a quiz about it, right? Of course. All right. Well, there we go. Let's hear it. <laughs> so for the quiz title, instead, if I couldn't think of a clever quiz title, I decided to share some funny puns. Okay. We'll take that. A thief who stole a calendar got 12 months. Nice. Yeah. No, okay. Prison walls are never built to scale. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Our, in jail, convicts use cell phones. Get it? Oh, the cell. They're using phones. Uh, All right, let's do the quiz. That's okay, what I'm really yeah, here for. Yeah, let's All move, right. move right along. <laughs> those are great. We have some listeners. They'll probably use those on their parents and stuff later on. But yeah, yeah we got gotcha. you. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, here we Perfect. go. Perfect. No pressure. Question number one. We'll start with you, Jared. Go to okay. Chris. Mm-hmm. When a police officer makes an arrest without a warrant, he or she must have obeyed this rule of law. Mm. General suspicion, probable cause, or preponderance of evidence? Uh, general suspicion, probable cause, preponderance of evidence. I'll go with A. General suspicion. Yep. Uh, I think it's B. Probable cause. Probable cause. Well, it is probable cause. Yep. Um, has been defined as what the reasonable man would believe. You see someone running out of a house with a large TV and speeding away in a car. <laughs> Your probable Prob- cause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guy comes out angry. Okay. Next question. A canine officer is literally a canine dog. 
True or false? False. Yeah, that's false. I believe it's false as well. All right. Well, yeah, it's false. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the canine officer, and it's spun off the word canine, is an actual officer who trains with a dog until his superiors believe the dog is qualified and trained to go on the streets. All right. Another what truth. is the dog called then? Do we know? Just a canine. Just a canine. A trained canine. I was going to say, a canine is just a dog. That has nothing to do really with law enforcement. Yeah, but it's the officer that handles the, the canine, canine unit. Because I've seen canine yeah. unit on the side mm-hmm. of a police We've had them vehicle. here on campus uh, yeah. as like a... Um, last year. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Visiting, not not for any... You know, they weren't doing a, a, a bomb sniff or anything, but they were just here to show how working dogs function it, within it, law enforcement. It, we were at an airport in Atlanta. Well, the Atlanta airport. Um, and they have everybody getting on the plane that comes through the... Um, security screen checkpoint go in this loop and in the loop there's this canine officer and the dog going up and down back and forth with every group that walks in there sniffing wow. bags every group um, all he did is go back and forth so they let about 30 people in at a time goes through all them and then they clear out and then they let another group in so it takes a little longer but I, I haven't seen that um, that consistent usually have them running around the airport and stuff but yep. this one was like back and forth just for everybody with their carry-ons. So. We were we were flying through to somewhere this summer, and my wife was standing next to someone, and there was a, a customs officer with a working dog. I might have been here at the Guam airport, and someone saw the dog, and the dog like had his paws crossed, and he was sitting there, and the guy got out his camera phone, and then he's getting ready to take the picture. The dog moved his paws and kind of looked away. And the tourist actually said to the officer, hey, can you get him to do that again with the paw thing? And um, my wife was watching the whole thing. She said, then the officer's like, uh, we don't really teach them how to pose or whatever. We don't For teach pictures. them how to do that. Yeah. He just does that on his own. The guy was gracious. Wow, he could have been really, really mean. nice. He could have. He could have totally. He like, Sick them. Not because that's what they are. They are nice guys. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm just no. saying, usually. But yeah, they could have been, he could have been real terse with him, but instead yeah. he was just like, yeah, no, we don't really do that, dude. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, I would have probably not been very kind. Yeah. Next question. All right. True or false? Listen closely. Joe Smith is walking down the street and finds a wallet on the sidewalk. It contains exactly $199.99 with the driver's license of Mary Jones. Joe considers this a blessing from God. <laughs> this is called Finder's Keeper, and Joe gets to keep the money. True or false? False. Keep the money? It, the money, I don't think, is the problem. I think it's the uh, license is the problem. I think all of it's the problem. None of it's his property. So, oh, no. oh I'm, is this by large? This is just by general moral. Nobody uh, both. Okay. <laughs> I think it's true. It's true that he gets to keep the money? How would you enforce that? I would say false. He doesn't get to keep the money. Is that is that it's true or false that he gets to keep the money? Is that the Yeah, false means um he's, he'd have to he'd turn, have turn, to turn it in. Yeah. Yes, then false. I say false also. Okay. Yes. False. Every state has laws requiring the return of money or hmm. property if it is possible to identify the owner. So you have the license. Oh, that right. was the key. All right. Of course, if you find this money and someone is walking around looking for it, then you would be breaking the law if you lied and said you had not seen it. 
just so you could keep it. So, yeah, points, points, mm. points. That's interesting. I don't know how you'd ever be able it's, to enforce that. It's probably that. unenforceable. Right. But, like, well, no, it's it would be. a good be, Samaritan Let's law. say you got pulled over, and um, they're they can search your car and they find a wallet that belongs to someone else that has identification and money in it. Yeah. Somebody or witnesses saw you, you pick it pick up. It right. up. Yep. Yeah. And you keep it and you don't turn it in within a reasonable time. I mean, it's it's similar to any other crime that you try to do in secret. Right. Yeah. It may not be in secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. These next two questions, um, I'm going to explain, give a little more explanation after the second one. I believe this is the last two questions. Um, what crime has been committed when a man confronts someone on a sidewalk Hits them over the head, knocking them down, and then takes their wallet. <laughs> Larceny, robbery, theft, or coercion? Mm. What has just been committed? I would say larceny. Larceny. Is it? Mm, I think it's robbery. I think it's robbery as well. Okay. It is indeed robbery. Wow. Larson's with a building, I think. Isn't that right? <laughs> I don't know what the definition of those all are. Hmm. I don't know. I just always think of highway robbery. <laughs> that's just oh, when that's, that sounds like happening. They usually knock you over the head and take you yeah. stuff. Right on the highway. All right. Last question here. What Is cr- this one worth like five points or something? Because I need motivation. Uh, I guess it's not uh, fair. Well, if do, he gets more this? points, we'll have been robbed. <laughs> Larson. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make it worth 1.5 points. Okay. Larson. <laughs> What crime has been committed when someone goes into a store, hides a $20 item under their coat, and leaves without paying? Robbery, encroachment, embezzlement, encroachment. Or theft. Theft. Embezzlement? Shoplifting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be theft. I thought there might be shoplifting, but I'll go with theft. It's, it can't be encroachment. That's like when, when somebody's <laughs> taking a penalty kick. That's off sides. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not right. Uh, it's theft. Correct. It's theft. The definition of robbery is generally when someone takes property by using force or threat or using a threat. The definition of theft is theft is when a person steals something of value, but does not use force, violence, or any threats. Hmm. In some states, this might be called retail theft. I think larceny might have to do with, uh, deception. I think larceny has grand deception larceny. involved. And yeah, I think grand it's grand arson. I think yeah. no, there's grand there's larceny, pet, petty larceny. Yeah, and I believe it has. It, you is, have uh, to have the intent to deceive <laughs> so you can gain something. Yeah. we'll have yeah. to Google it during the break. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what was the score? Final score here. Chris, three points. Lawrence, two. Chris knows the most about crime. Yeah. He would. <laughs> all those days in Alaska, you got a you're yeah. you're a sheriff. You're he was actually uh, he was actually a trooper. Mountie, yeah, you have to know a little bit be, about everything. You have to be a everything. Mountie. Yeah, a Mountie. Oh, they don't. No, that's in that's Canadian. That's Canadian. <laughs> the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah, but you're even farther north in Canada, so I figure they're like the the Polar Express Mounties or something. Mountie always gets his man. He does. What? Yeah, that's that's, that's what, what that's say. their that's phrase. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's their <laughs> phrase. The Mountie always gets their man, always, oh, yeah. because they're a nationalized um, yeah. uh, force. 
Ah. Kind of like the state troopers in Texas. Yeah. I believe the Royal Canadian Mountains. They'll track you into the backwoods. That's right. No matter how cold it is, no matter how deep the snow is. They're kind of like And they're going to get you. And they're going to do it wearing a really sharp-looking red jacket (laughs) and some funny-looking horse pants. Listen, if you committed larceny, you forget it. You're done. (laughs) It's over. You can't receive them. Yep. Yep. That's uh, what was the name of the what was the name of the Rocky and Bullwinkle? There was the Royal Canadian Mountain Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right. Yes, and he would he would rescue <laughs> rescue the fair. Yes, damsel. and he spoke like this. That's right. Everything was like that. Him on his his it, trusted he steed. He was basically an announcer. Yes, and like every a, week, a old time, he announcer. had to rescue someone that was tied to the train tracks by the villain. Pretty much every week. Yeah, yeah, and uh, why? Why are they? This is the way you're going to kill someone. You're going to tie him to the railroad tracks. I, yeah, I don't understand that. It seems. It seems. Does do people realize that a train only comes by once a day? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, and they well, were rusty tracks, so the train right. And the amount of time you tied the well, I don't want to talk about murder, but I mean the amount of time <laughs> you tied someone, you probably could have handled this situation differently. Yeah. I mean, it's inefficient. And, There's and, a lot of time you for know, somebody to rescue them. Exactly. They're that screaming. rescue is, is pretty, I mean, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. And what kind of well, Let's not give ideas person. here with all the and train tracks right. here on Guam. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. So many. <laughs> so they Alaska has state troopers, and they don't have yes. royal yeah, Alaskan state mounties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a force to be reckoned with. From uh, all the little documentaries I've seen about Alaskan state troopers, have to deal with so much because they have so much mileage and extreme conditions, and uh, you know Alaska is still a little bit like the Wild West in some some respects because it's there's it's the just frontier. a lot of remote frontier. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the word I was looking for, frontier. So there you go. Okay, well, Chris, you earned that, um, and uh, you you know. It wasn't you didn't robbery. Commit, yeah, you didn't commit larceny. You did <laughs> not, not even theft. No, you're you're just a pro when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, all right, well, we have about a minute before we stop for the news and come back for what's in my coffee and this day in history. Ooh, and what's in my brown bag? The, the hub is delivering Whoa. some delectable treats right now. It here. just it just keeps coming. There's three Ooh. brown bags of stuff. There's four drinks. This is a great day, people. Yeah. Last uh, day in August. If you rush, you have 30 seconds before the hub closes. You can get there and partake of some of the same treats. Make sure you, you tell them that they we sent you. delectable. But uh, since it is the, the top of the hour, we're going to break for the news here in just a quick second. But, uh, Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Well, more baby preparation stuff. There Learning about babies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get your go bag ready. Learning about babies. Go bag. Get your go bag what, ready. Are you just studying a book or what's going on? I don't know. Yeah, what YouTube. You're expecting. YouTube. Yeah. I just post something on Facebook and then get told <laughs> get, there. Yeah, get hammered. <laughs> get told. <laughs> exactly right. Chris, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Um, well, Steven's been sick this week, so we're probably just going to be home just recovering a little bit. He had to stay home several days, so he came back to school today. He got a okay. doctor's. Uh, you know, pass to come home sure. to come to school today, but he said I still couldn't run and play soccer, so yeah. he probably won't be out trekking around at all. Sure, sure, sure. So. And it's three day weekend, so maybe he'll get yeah. a little extra rest on Monday and then back at it. So. Sure. Yeah. All right, and uh, Lawrence, what are you doing this weekend besides changing diapers? Um, well, we have watch care <laughs> Sunday, and so I'm going to try to That's get our right. house in a little bit more of a. Res- um, representable way. I don't know if that's how you would say it. So I'm going to try to finish hanging some lights on the wall, uh, you know, some fixtures, and then... Um, some sconces? Some sconces, even. I don't know. We're going to go look at them tomorrow. I have some picked out. we got to go buy them. And then um, 
just some general cleaning, and then hold the baby a little bit too. That's right. Hey, that's a that sounds like an awesome weekend. Yeah. You just described every weekend of my life from Until 2004 yesterday. to 2007. Right. Holding babies and hanging sconces wow. and shopping for sconces. That's that's a thousands that's of sconces you hung. <laughs> yep, that's it. All right, and I'm not sure what I'm doing this weekend. I'm probably going to hang out with one of these guys at some point or another. Listeners, stick around. We're going to have a little more Live Till 5 the whole second hour. I mean, the best is yet to come, so stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5, episode 279 on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Barragata, Guam. Friday, August 31st, episode 279. Stick around. SRN News after this short break. with a little more live till five second hour of episode 279 on friday august 31st 405 p.m during the live show 105 p.m probably during the rebroadcast or sunday night 805 p.m because we rebroadcast the show in its entirety two hours saturdays noon to two sunday night 7 to 9 p.m catch us on the rebound download the podcast through khmg.org khmg.org that's our station website now you might hear us all you might hear some munching in the background some slurping some yeah some rapper crinkling it sounds like the german army marching through a field of dried oak leaves sometimes why the german army i don't know it's just the way they say it oh that's why we say it the german army it's like uh it's yeah like this like this it's like You're right there. Doesn't it sound like the German army marching through a field I guess of very, dried oak leaves? You should be Perhaps. a Foley artist. Perhaps they're very <laughs> orderly and quite, yeah. They're goose-stepping. You know, some people <laughs> will a, say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they uh, used to call it, yes. But, uh, yeah, Sebastian's uh, Parisco rapper there also was, that sounds like a... Bob Cratchit, hard yeah, at work. Yeah, it does, or a... <laughs> Or a hen scratching for trying to find little bugs um, on the floor of the oh. chicken coop. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what it's time for? <laughs> this segment's brought to us by The Hub, best little coffee shop on Guam, offering a lot of different drinks and snacks. Oh, it's so good. And they they really loaded us up today. Thank you to wow. the baristas, <clears throat> the baristors, and the baristies down there. All the, all the different... Barista family, uh, thank you for providing these drinks and the snacks. What a great day. They have really upped the game really at the hub. Day. They have muffins now. Uh, they brought back the cappuccino chunk muffin, the chocolate muffin, which, come on, it's just cake. It pretty much is. It's cake. It's cake for breakfast, and we're not even ashamed about it. Nope. Hey, I'll <laughs> take a piece of chocolate cake shaped like something that you would think you're supposed to eat before noon. I mean, yeah, it's how no, desperate it's no are you? banana oat bran muffin. No, no, that no. Feels well, like they breakfast. used to have a sunrise one, and I found out that I was the only person in the village that liked it. But What's the sunrise it? one, it was carrot cake, which I thought was so awesome. So it's still cake. It yeah. was cake. 
They just but called it was the it sunrise. sunrise. Yeah, it was called Sunrise. We had those for a couple of years, and they always had lots of leftovers. So I, I got to take them, take them home at the end of the day because no one wanted them. It was great. My daughter worked in there. She'd bring home all these Sunrise muffins. They were, oh. you know, 12 years, 12 years, 12 hours old, but it was okay. But you ate them at, at sunset. Sunset? It was a sunrise at sunset. Hey. And really, it was carrot cake. Put yeah. a little cream frosting on top. Yeah. Oh, man. Birthday, birthday candle in it. Oh, man. Nothing compares to what our staff baker, the radio station staff baker, has <laughs> yeah. made for us, though, in the past. I agree. She oh, has wow. made some awesome awesome baked goods and uh yeah dangerously tall chocolate cakes she's probably gonna mm. have to take a little break from baking for a while she's gonna need to be off her feet yeah and not be baking but she'll just be training the young be, yeah it'll be sebastian back to like e- eating a really large lunch as much mm-hmm. lunch as yep, he can that's right and just yeah. going home and eating her because cracker. the the <laughs> hot dogs and craft mac and cheese will uh, right. be getting old that's yeah. right a couple juice boxes you'll be all set <laughs> Some caprices. So. Remember the old days. That's right. When, which wasn't too long yeah, ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. <laughs> like this time last year, uh, you were, like, you know, except for on the weekends, you were pretty much a ramen yeah. ramen noodle and soda guy. Yeah, you really were. Yeah. And uh, frozen burritos and thin as a twig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh <laughs> I remember. Yep. Oh, those good old days in our yep. dreams. Okay. Um, now, we are uh, having our drinks and our snacks right now. And what we do for your listening audience is we try to describe to you the experience we're having, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like. And then what we're hoping to do is, an in- is entice you to stop by the hub and order something similar to what one of us or all of us are having. And so we're going to describe the snack we had and the drink we had, and we'll start with Sebastian. Sebastian, you're the only one with what looks like a blended drink of some sort. Yeah. So looking at it, it looks like strawberry applesauce. And, um, yeah, kind of does. And I, so you mm-hmm. go, I go to sip it, and then when I sip it, the flavor nodes in my mind are exploding because I don't know what it is, and I feel like they were down there and just throwing in every single flavor they could to Probably throw me off. It's a peach pomegranate smoothie. Peach pomegranate. Whoa, that'd be a unique combination. Unique, yeah. and that sounds actually. Oh. You're giving words to my thoughts. Your your uh, what'd you call it? Taste nodes. Yeah, my yeah f- flavor nodes. Flavor nodes in my mind. Mm-hmm. In your mind, <laughs> as opposed to their cousin, the lymph. Yeah, um, those are those guys are in different ways. Yeah, those guys are a drag compared to flavor nodes. <laughs> so you're so what kind of what kind of smoothie are you saying it is? Just so we uh, get this on record, the crazy random strawberry applesauce smoothie. Stra- strawberry applesauce. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna go with that. Sure. And then you had a snack. There was something in that that wrapper there that was. sounded like the German army. <clears throat> it was um, it was a Snickers um cookie. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter cookie. Okay. And, and you knew that just because of the taste? I absorbed it. It's gone. Yeah. Well, there's chunks of <laughs> Snickers on the top of it. That's true. I think That's it, hard you don't want to assume. It could be, you know, a lot of um, the Twix fine are my bakeries, favorite. they make one thing look like another. <laughs> it could it it could have been, you know, pieces of apple, and it, they uh, just shape it to look like a Snickers. Yeah. They try, like, these off. healthy people, like, they yes. try to make things look right. good. And they're actually healthy things, and like you get so mad. That tofu burger, that stuff. tofu pizza, yes. where it was like it's like you look at it's it, and the longer you look at it, the more mad you get. You're like what? Ah, this is not, not right. anything like actual pizza. Right. <laughs> so you had a Snickers cookie and an apple strawberry smoothie, is what you're guessing. I'm guessing. Sounds like good afternoon. <laughs> okay, uh, Chris, uh, snack first, then drink. 
I haven't eaten any of my snack yet. Was it look but like? I know what this is. Such discipline. I'm gonna eat it. Believe me. Um, <laughs> it is a muffin. Mm-hmm. It's a brown muffin. Yes. That has some chocolate chip chunks mm-hmm. in it. Chunks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's the cappuccino chunk. Yes. Because that's the con- so that's good. the one yes. that they have down there. Those are extremely popular down there. Yes. I'm surprised they had one left at the end of the day to share with us. And I'm I'm ready to eat it. But and the the uniqueness about cappuccino chunk for those listening is it has a hint of coffee to right. it. Right. Yeah, it's good. it's so unique. And I also have something else, and this is a spoiler alert because I know what it is. If you're, if you have to turn off the radio for a moment and then turn it back on, feel free to do it because this is an apple cider that I'm drinking. I, it's a rare day when I know what oh. both of the things are. We're getting is, into no, we're getting into fall yeah, soon, aren't we? Well, is, yeah. This is this is a, a welcome this is, push. It's the precursor. Yeah, it's the forerunner, and Whoa. it's good because post Labor Day, summer has left. And fall yep, is in the door. Right. Yeah. You can so it's the stop hot, wearing your white pants. Unless yep. you're on Guam. That's right. Summer has no left. No white pants after Labor come. Day, people. <laughs> yep. I'll take um, all four pairs out of my closet. <laughs> I'm wearing my lightest colored pants today just to get it out of my system. Good for you. <laughs> um, so hot apple cider. That looks good. It's. I mean, when I smelled this, I thought this is, I mean, it's like my dreams for the day have come true. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's talk to uh, I couldn't believe it. Mr. Lanez over here. I think it's French for the nose. Um, he knew there was apple cider in the room before any of us even knew the drinks were here. Yes. I, and, I smelled them. And this morning, my precursor to getting ready for fall is I ordered an autumn spice. So I had one of those. If you haven't had one, it's basically like a dirty chai, which is a chai tea with an espresso shot in it. But then this, they take that and then add pumpkin and nutmeg and cinnamon, and mm. it's it's like smells like fall. It's like the Second whole spice islands in one drink. To this drink, which is truly the scent of small uh, of fall because it smells like an apple orchard, yep. and so. Uh, I have actually, I think the same drink as Chris, so I won't mm-hmm. bother explaining, but it's a hot apple cider and it's wow, fantastic. Wow. And then I had a cookie identical to Sebastian. So really I'm just a big repeat over here. That's okay. Uh, I had Sebastian's cookie and Chris's drink. Sometimes we I'm say things twice for emphasis. It's, it's good yeah. though. Yeah. It's yeah. Well good. worth it. Yeah. Now I'm drinking a, a cold ice drink. It definitely is a tea base, but it has... There's some flavoring in it. Yeah, and I think it might be apple. They could have gone with an apple theme. If you could have oh, an apple yeah. smoothie, this we've got this and you have an apple tea. Of, it could be apple. Now, now Is it Johnny Appleseed my, Day soon? It or? might be. Oh, I, uh, no. Now that's my, in September. My, my brain. Oh, yeah, Sebastian, you're going to be Johnny Appleseed well, again, right? That's what I've always asked to do. Yeah, see? But there's more qualified, more... Do you go down there with bare feet? And it's because and you look good gin. in ragged overalls. You just do. Some people can't pull off that look, but you can. I can fit a, a You could also be the head. peanut farmer in, in October when we mm. celebrate him in those same <laughs> overhauls. So uh, I think this is an apple iced tea, but... My my heart wants to tell me it's some form of calamansi, but my mouth is saying no, no, no. So and then I'm I'm, I'm no, eating no, a no. a chocolate muffin, and it's just straight up chocolate cake. It is shaped like a cup. It absolutely is. <laughs> and, There's no muffin about it. And you know what? You know people that have to eat chocolate cake in the morning, you probably need counseling. Um, but we could join. We could start a little support group. Okay, here we go. So drink number one, Sebastian. Yeah, they threw you off. You have the mango strawberry smoothie. Okay, it's. I think the mango combined with the pink of the strawberry makes it that. You well, said and, strawberry. 
Yeah, I did yeah, say did strawberry. It's just, it looks apple. like apple, like strawberry applesauce. It, because That's of the why. consistency of a smoothie. And we started all saying apple, and you got mm-hmm. real confident yep. that that was probably yep. what it was. I trusted the wrong sources. Okay. And then drinks number two and four are both caramel or caramel apple ciders. Mm. So you guys nailed that. Delish. But it has caramel in it. It's not just straight up apple cider. The shot of caramel Does it. takes it to a whole that other puts galaxy. It, now, it's, now it's a pie. It now is. it's a pie instead of just a drink. It's yeah, it's a it's a confection. You might want to leave the lid on though. <laughs> you don't want to see it's it. It's not worth looking it's at. It's not as pretty. <laughs> yeah. You know it, it, what? It's but, it's a drink with a radio it's voice. It's like this show. You just want to you just yeah. want to enjoy it, but you really don't want to peek inside. It's a face for radio. Th- this yep. drink. <laughs> and then I have a mango iced tea. See, I knew it wasn't apple, but I wasn't sure. Boy, so both of you guys thought you had apple, apple. and it ended up being the mango That's instead. Right. But you know, we're all smelling apple. Yeah, you're and right. I think that threw us off. We're living in a potpourri dish right now. That's right. So that's that's right. okay. And, which, you know, that's better than some places you could live, honestly. So not bad. <laughs> really? It's top yeah. 10 in my book. So, all right. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have This Day in History with Lawrence Nagas. So listeners, stick around. Episode 279 right here on KHMG. Be back in a moment. Back with a little more live till five. I'm your host Jared Baldwin. Episode 279 on this Friday, August 31st, 4:21 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is live till five, and it has been a fun, great day. Thank you to our friends at the Hub. All joking aside, they are the nicest people, and they make some of the best coffee shop treats I've ever had in my whole life and today just helps build up that legend even more so uh, thank you to them and thank you listeners for staying tuned we are in our second hour if you ever miss part of the show Saturdays from 12 to 2 Sunday night 7 to 9 p.m. you can tune in catch us on the rebound we rebroadcast the entire two hours of the show now one of our regular segments is from one of our regular guests he is a regular guy who lives a regular life yep. in a regular condo on a regular street on a regular tropical island. Yeah. Works at a regular school. So many regular things. Yes. Um, and uh, I hope that uh, everything continues to be that way for you. Uh, it is the 31st. So what has happened on Friday, on August 31st in the past. Sure. Last day of August. We'll start here in 1897 with Thomas Edison patenting the kinetoscope, which is a device which produces moving pictures. Ah, uh, we just talked about the digerotype. Daguerreotype. Daguerreotype. Yeah. Earlier yeah. in the show. Right in the same You family. almost said didgeridoo. I almost, I almost said Which is more of an instrument. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, can you imagine? You've gotten the full experience. Yeah, you, you thought you were getting a daguerreotype and instead you get a didgeridoo in the mail. <laughs> so yeah, frustrating. I don't know which would be worse. <laughs> yeah, daguerreotype was uh, the first camera that, that saved images. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Neat. But a... Kinetoscope was actually moving images, yes, I believe, right? Yes, that's, that's the beginning of movie making. 
1910, Theodore Roosevelt makes a speech in Kansas advocating a square deal. Property shall be the servant and not the master of the commonwealth. Hmm. So this is, I believe, around the time, um, I don't, I don't want to misspeak here, but where basically every uh, community was like 36 square miles, and there was a square mile taken out for education in the middle of it, and then everybody else could purchase a one-by-one square mile uh, for a certain price. I want to say that that's what this is, but it feels like that was already instated in the, in the 1800s. So uh, it was a big deal, though, by Roosevelt, uh, who did a lot of things financially. Teddy. Yeah, that was Teddy, early 1900s. Uh, 1917, in China, Sun Yat-sen and his supporters, Rump Parliament, established a military government and elected Sun Yat-sen as a commander-in-chief. Uh, he'll be he'll he'll do a lot of great things for China, but it will also be the setup for um, for Mao Zedong and Chiang Kai Shek's civil war, if you will, um, right after him. And pretty much what broke that up was the invasion uh, by Japan. Mm-hmm. And so then you had a civil war happening in early early 1920s, and the people are you know not liking each other are trying to turn around and now be together against an outsider, Japan. And it just, as we know in history, didn't really work out very well. Um, so anyways, in a, after the war was over, you have Mao Zedong winning ultimately and taking over uh, mainland China and, and Chiang Kai-shek and his followers going down to Taiwan. But um, but before that, Sun Yat-sen, good leader for China actually back in the early 1900s. Um, then we have 1929, committee chaired by Owen D. Young, finalizes the Young Plan to reduce German reparations from World War I to 112 billion gold marks, uh, which is basically about $8 billion in U.S. money to be paid over 59 years. So that happened in 1929. That is right in the middle of Hitler trying to take over, and he's got just a a small $8 billion uh, debt uh, to the U.S., Um, but they did try to lower that even though it will only be added. And I can't remember what year. It's been in the last... 20 or 25 years that Germany finally paid its last uh, reparations, I believe. Wow. Uh, which is why its economy, you know, took a turn for positive yep. after they finished all that. Um, but moving down here into um, into the bottom, you know how I always like to finish with a, a positive one. And this is, this is one, um, I don't know what Chris's thoughts will be on this. But in we'll find out. Yep, yeah, he, he's not one to hold back. Chris, you just tell us what you think. Well, one before I get there, there's actually two here. 2006, stolen on August 22nd, 2004, Edvard Munch's famous painting, The Scream, is recovered from a raid by the Norwegian police. The painting was said to be in better than expected condition. Good for the Norwegian police. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Covering the screen. It's it looks, that picture of the guy who yeah, it looks like I an alien. That. He's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it actually is quite impactful. Like you remember it. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, remembers exactly. It. See, he didn't even yeah. see it and was able to recall. And it's, um, it is a more complex painting than people realize when you first glance at it. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot to it. Like the the way the, the I remember reading about it. The way the the face of the man is screaming. It's really like this desperate look on his face, and it's. It looks kind of cartoony when you first glance at it, but yeah. really, it's a really good. Looks painting. like a, looks like coloring. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like when you find out at the end of the season that they no longer have any more apple cider. That's the face you make. Oh, yeah, just like that. Even scream, but with noise. Yeah. yeah, like you. It's actually you don't hold back. Yes, that's right. And then in 2015, President Obama officially redesigns or re, excuse me redesignates Alaska's Mount McKinley as Denali, its Native American name. So. 
Chris, was that a was that a good move? Well, in Alaska, people call it Denali kind of anyway. anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it impacted people in Alaska much. Um, Just geography but, class and the and the um, and the park is called Denali National Park anyway. Yeah. So McKinley was just because that was the president who was in office when they made the deal. When Seward, right? yeah, or yeah. Seward. Yeah. And so uh, you know, President uh, McKinley, yeah. So okay, yeah. well, but that's what happened three to, three years ago on this day. And, yeah, that's and good news for beyond. Some, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Why cool. not? Why not? Okay, all right. Well, Lawrence, I hope you enjoy. Um, all your time with the diapers this weekend? Yeah, you know, it'll just, that doesn't stop. I'm, I'm, we're going to get weekly reports to, to make sure you're doing okay. We want to yeah, make sure you don't we'll, get we'll too worn out. But I, I saw Lindsay out carrying the baby around. She, she looked like, you know, like yeah, she was bad. raring to go, raring well, to get morning, out. Well, this morning, when I, before I left, I said, you sure you want me to feed the baby? Well, she's like, okay, go ahead. So I, I got her up and changed her and fed her and then put her back to bed. And she slept like two more hours till 10. So when, when Lindsay's able to get to sleep, even though it's a little bit into the morning, you know, sleep, sleep kind of at yep. this point. Yep. So She's on maternity leave, so yeah, enjoy it while you got it. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's that's great. Okay, well, cool. Well, thanks, Lawrence, for bringing, bringing the good stuff. You know, you didn't give us your second best. You actually <laughs> gave us the best Never this day know. in history, possibly, that we've had in in years so thank you very much brother appreciate it have a great weekend uh chris i'll see you in a little bit for the news man yep, okay absolutely. excellent all right and listeners stick around We're gonna take a short break be back for the news and then talking about our topic of the day which is law enforcement really grateful for our men and women in blue here on the island of guam and abroad uh those that work in military law enforcement those that work in customs and quarantine and corrections officers and um, all those different layers of law enforcement. We're grateful for all of them. We're going to try and honor them by talking about them a little bit later on in the show. So stick around. This is Live Till 5, episode 279. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, here on KHMG 88.1 FM. Short break. I'm back after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, August 31st. Can't believe. Labor Day weekend. Chris, it goes by so fast. Seems like we were just Memorial Day. Yeah. It just flies by. These Fridays are nice little landmarks for me because it helps kind of help me keep the pace of life. Every Friday, it's a fixed point in my schedule where I'm up here so everything doesn't blur together too badly. But... uh yeah, Friday, August 31st, almost September. A few hours will be September. Chris, what's happening in the news? Well, these are stories that come from srnnews.com. They're by Reuters. And addressing some things that we've uh, talked about a little bit before, some technology news. And then we often talk about uh, the news and the uh, reliability or uh, veracity of the things that you might hear on the news. And this story is about conspiracy theorist Alex, Alex Jones. Uh, he lost his bid to dismiss a defamation lawsuit brought against him 
by the parents of a boy killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook school massacre, according to court documents released on Thursday. Now, Judge Scott Jenkins in Travis County, Texas, where Jones lives, said Jones's motion to dismiss the lawsuit was, quote, in all respects denied, unquote. That's what court papers showed this week. Jones has used his media platform called InfoWars to call the mass shooting at the Connecticut Elementary School that killed 26 people a hoax, and he suggested that a political cover-up took place by left-wing forces seeking to take advantage of the shooting to promote gun control. Leonard Posner and uh, Veronica De La Rosa, whose six-year-old son Noah was murdered at Sandy Hook, said they sued because they were harassed and forced to move seven times after Jones called them liars and frauds. And this is all according to those court documents. Jones faces two other defamation cases related to Sandy Hook and a separate defamation lawsuit for wrongly identifying a man as the gunman who killed 17 people at a high school in Parkland, Florida in February. Got to be careful about the the media outlets that you are following um, because not all of them are legitimate or even... um, it's the danger Lawful. of reposting as well. You know, sure. people will see something that's a sensational uh, clickbait type article and they'll yeah. just repost it or they'll like it. They'll right. maybe like something that is true, but by liking a Facebook page, for example, well, I've seen this happen a lot. Later on, they'll post something else and at the top, it lists your friends that already like this page. Right. So, Two of my friends like the Holiday Inn Express for some reason, right? So I get this ad in my Facebook. It says, this person and this person and this person like this page, and it's the Holiday Inn Express advertisement. Well, if you like something, you're now endorsing kind of the whole page. you got to be really careful about that. Uh, some business news. We've talked about Apple uh, a few times on the program. Apple Inc. said on Thursday it will host an event on September 12th at the Steve Jobs Theater in the company's Cupertino, California campus, where it is widely expected that they will unveil the new iPhone models. Analysts believe Apple plans to release three new smartphones this year, including one with a larger display than previous models. And analysts do expect that Apple will be releasing an iPhone with also an edge-to-edge display that's similar to the iPhone X, but using a less costly LCD technology. So hopefully it'll be a cheaper phone. The The big um, negative to the iPhone X was the expense. Of Over $1,000, yeah. Sure. Apple's event invitation made heavy use of the color gold, fueling speculation on social media that the company plans to launch a gold-colored successor to the iPhone X, which was made available only in silver and gray last year. Hmm. Top NAFTA negotiators from Canada and the United States increased the pace of their negotiations Thursday to resolve final differences to meet a Friday deadline with their Mexican counterpart on standby to rejoin the talks soon. Now, despite some contentions uh, still on the table, the increasingly positive tone contrasted with U.S. President Donald Trump's harsh criticism of Canada in recent weeks and raising hopes that the year-long talks on the NAFTA agreement will conclude soon 
with a trilateral deal between, of course, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Negotiations entered a crucial phase this week after the United States and Mexico announced a bilateral deal on Monday, paving the way for Canada to rejoin the talks to modernize the 24-year-old accord, which underpins about a trillion dollars in annual trade. Yep. North America Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, uh, is trade, which is, it, when we lived in Texas, I believe this was when it was uh, enacted, but uh, they call it the NAFTA Corridor, or basically the U.S. Highway I-35 runs from Mexico to Canada straight up the middle of the country, and they call that the NAFTA Superhighway. Goods from one country to the next. Maybe, yeah, maybe you go through two countries, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate that. Very interesting. I'll, I'll be very curious to see what Apple does if they do indeed uh, release. Usually, nothing happens by accident with Apple. And, you know, the fact that everyone's talking about it is probably a very calculated release of little bits of information so that it creates this buzz and so that people will be watching for what's going to happen, which affects stock prices and things like that. So I did a, a, some reading last year in one of my classes on Apple and how they utilize, along with some other companies, I think it's called Fox Incorporated. It's a huge company in China that is able to control supply chain management, and that's how they're able to produce one million phones in a few weeks because they control the whole city is basically a phone plant. So every screw, every semiconductor, every microchip, the glass, everything is produced at little factories that are all in close proximity to each other. Whereas in the old days, you had a company in one country that just did the glass and you had a company over here that just did this. Now with supply chain management, Apple has, has uh, outsourced to these companies that are able to do it all right there in mass quantities so they can roll out, you know, this week, two or three new phones, and then they can be selling them in just a matter of a few months. Yeah. Pretty neat, really. I mean, the world has changed a lot uh, in that. So, well, thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks for bringing us the news. Yep. And uh, I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, going to take a little bit of time to talk about law enforcement here locally and abroad. So stick around more Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, August 31st, 4.43 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday night 7 to 9 p.m. You can tune in here on the radio, 88.1 FM. You can tune in online, khmg.org. You can download the podcast there at khmg.org. Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday night 7 to 9 p.m. is a rebroadcast. I want to talk a little bit about law enforcement. What got me thinking about this, I was looking for a little inspiration for our topic of the day, and I opened one of the local newspapers, and I saw that there was a notice that there's going to be a DUI checkpoint this Sunday evening through Monday morning. And 
I was just grateful that our police officers are out there doing DUI checkpoints at night, all night long. I think it's just a great thing. I think it it keeps Guam safe. There's a, a feeling, a sense of security, knowing that they're out there. I think it's a deterrent to people that might be tempted to make a bad decision and drive under the influence. It really got me thinking about our men and women in blue here on Guam. And the Guam Police Department, I pulled up their mission statement. It's really good. Let me read this to you. Many of you might be like me, lived here a long time, and never read the Guam Police Department's mission statement. So let me read it to you here. The Guam Police Department exists to serve the community by protecting life and property, by preventing crime, by enforcing the laws, and by maintaining order for all citizens. Central to our mission are the values that guide our work and decisions and help us contribute to the quality of life on Guam. Our values are characteristics or qualities of worth. They are non-negotiable. Although we may need to balance them, we will never ignore them for the sake of expediency or personal preference. We hold our values constantly before us to teach and remind us and the community we serve of our ideals. They are the foundation upon which our policies, goals, and operations are built. In fulfilling our mission, we need, to support our, we need the support of our citizens, elected representatives, and island officials in order to provide the quality of service our values commit us to providing. We, the men and women of the Guam Police Department, value human life, integrity, laws and constitution, excellence, accountability, cooperation, problem-solving, and ourselves. And that's the mission statement of the Guam Police Department. And uh, I know a few men and women that serve in the Guam Police Department, and they're all fine, quality people. Very grateful for them. I looked up the citizen-centric report put out by the Guam Police Department. Now, they do not have one for this last year. Uh, The latest one was from 2016, so the numbers may have adjusted a little bit. But to the best I could find, the full-time personnel in the Guam Police Department, 303 sworn officers of the law, sworn personnel, and 55 civilian support staff for a total of 358 employees at the Guam Police Department. Uh, This is very interesting. And I'm not going to get into every crime and all the crime statistics. It can be a little discouraging. But here are the calls for service that come in. Criminal investigation service calls. This is staggering. 12,958 criminal investigations service calls. Crash incident service calls, 8,403. Non-criminal Non-crash service calls, 14,949. Total calls for service, 36,310. That is a lot of service calls. I mean, all the, the police officers, if you take the 303 sworn personnel and you take 36,310 calls... That is just a crazy amount of calls for the few officers and uh, the few employees and and the support staff and the sworn um, law enforcement. 
personnel. And speaking of that DUI checkpoint I was talking about, in 2016, DUI arrested persons 333, DUI crash incidents 55, DUI with personal injuries 16, DUI related fatalities zero. That's in 2016. If you back it up just five years prior, so 2012, so year one to year five, 2012, it was almost 100 more DUI arrests. It was 440 DUI arrested persons. Crashes, 82 DUI incidents in 2012. 70 DUI with personal injuries as opposed to 16 in 2016. And four DUI-related fatalities in 2012 compared to 2016. So great, great uh, job serving as a deterrent and as, a, as an accountability to our community there. And I was just looking at the, the budget of the Guam Police Department and the uh, law enforcement personnel. They don't make really large salaries. Um, I'm just, I have some, some different, like a patrol police officer three classification makes 60 to $70,000. Um, and that includes everything, retirement, everything. Their salary is more in the 50 to $70,000 range, depending on who it is. Sometimes if they work in a special area, like, um, office of the chief or deputy chief, they work maybe in a different department. They might have some some different numbers there, and there's a lot of calculations, so I don't want to get into all that. But you know what? They don't make enough. So thank you to our men and women in the Guam Police Department. We appreciate your service. I know that here at Harvest, um, we have been, been very grateful for the cooperation and help we've received from them over the years and uh, continue to enjoy a great relationship with them. Law enforcement facts on the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund website. Key data. There are more than 900,000 sworn law enforcement officers now serving in the United States, which is the highest figure ever. About 12% of those are female. According to the preliminary FBI Uniform Crime Report uh, from June 2016 to June 2017, an estimated 442,824 violent crimes occurred nationwide. Uh, nationwide, it was a decrease of 0.8%. Crime fighting has taken its toll, though, since the first recorded police death in 1791. There have been over 21,000 law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty. Currently, there are 21,541 names engraved on the walls of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial. Total of 1,511 law enforcement officers died in the line of duty during the past 10 years, an average of one death every 58 hours, or 151 per year. There were 129 law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty in 2017. Uh, let's see here. 58,627 assaults against law, against law enforcement officers in 2016. 16,000 of those uh, plus resulted in injuries. The 1920s were the deadliest years for law enforcement officers, uh, but it's dropped dramatically since that time. 9-11, of course, was the deadliest day in law enforcement history in the United States. Men and women both are represented on the National uh, Memorial Wall, including 320 female officers listed at the memorial. Nine were killed in 2017. 
And uh, yeah, during the past 10 years, more incidents that resulted in felonious fatalities occurred on Fridays than any other day of the week. The fewest numbers of felonious incidents occurred on Tuesdays. Pros and cons of being a law enforcement officer. Let me go through this and then we'll take a short break. This is from PoliceOne.com News. So this is not my opinion. This is written by a police website. Catherine Loving, January 24, 2016. Here are the pros and cons of being a police officer according to PoliceOne.com. Here are the cons. Most police officers are cynical. Many of us try to combat the daily toll of societal decay with humor. For a cop, the rose-colored glasses are always off. Pandora's box is closed. And the trio of impatience, intolerance, and paranoia all are stressors, circumstantial stressors on police officers. And then each one of these is described and kind of laid out a little bit from a police officer's uh, perspective. However... Despite the negative impacts of law enforcement, the love for the job is abundant. And so the residual payoffs outweigh the bad, according to this police officer that wrote this article. Number one, we are active. Two, they love competition. Three, the blue bond is impermeable. The fraternity and the friendships and the family. Number four, community pride. Number five, job satisfaction. And uh, those are the pros of being a law enforcement officer. And if you wanted to get into law enforcement, you're listening to this and you're thinking, boy, I would, I'd like to maybe be a law enforcement officer. I looked up a, a website. Um, it's kind of a career website, learnhowtobecome.com. And they have a list of steps to becoming a police officer. Number one, obtain a high school diploma or GED. Number two, meet other minimum requirements. You have to be a U.S. citizen, have a valid driver's license, 18 to 20, things like that. Obtain a bachelor's degree. That's optional. But for some uh, branches of law enforcement, it's mandatory. Pass the law enforcement entrance exam. Uh, Graduate from a police academy. And then work towards a promotion. So these are all steps that you can take. Uh, to get into law enforcement that you have to take to get into law enforcement and you can go to a vocational or trade school some states have trade schools that offer just a law enforcement track the military of course that's that's smiled upon in law enforcement community college law enforcement school there are schools that just do law enforcement or four-year schools like college and especially if you want to do something at the federal level you want to you might want to do that so Thank you to our law enforcement officers. Uh, We're going to take a short break. When I come back, we're going to pray for our law enforcement here on Guam and abroad. So stick around. Last few minutes of Live Till 5 coming up. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Be right back after this. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand, Lord. And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. On this Friday, August 31st, again, go to khmg.org, download the podcast, listen to the rebroadcast, noon to two Saturday, 
7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. Christian Post, a Christian periodical, had an article July 21st, 2016. How to pray for your police department. And I thought this was very appropriate. Pray Psalm 91 for supernatural protection for your police officers. Pray that every hidden trap of the enemy would be exposed. Pray for wisdom and discernment. Pray for strength and unity. Pray for the peace that can only be found in the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Pray for the families of each police officer, comfort, protection, and strength. Pray for the salvation of each police officer. And pray that God would just bless your local law enforcement. There are a lot of different moving parts to law enforcement and police officers and correction officers and federal and local. But uh, we need them and we appreciate them. They are servants of the Lord and public servants as well. And let me just say a short prayer for our local law enforcement. God, I pray that you will bless and protect even today our men and women who are donning the uniform and wearing the badge or the shield of the Guam Police Department and our other local law enforcement. Please help them to make wise decisions and do things that would honor you and obey the law and protect our citizens. They are a gift, and we are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Police officers, thank you so much. Men and women, you make our quality of life so much better, and we feel safer knowing you're out there. So thank you. Now to the rest of you listening audience, of course we want to invite you to Harvest Baptist Church. Come and hear Pastor Gary Walton preach this Sunday morning. It's his first Sunday as our new senior pastor here at Harvest Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. 9.30 a.m. is our Sunday school hour. 10.30 a.m. morning worship service. Sunday evening we're having watch care groups. Please come visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. Love to have you. Thank you for tuning in to KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Bear God of Guam. This is Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 279 behind us. Have a great weekend. <laughs>